Welcome to another episode of Ew, That's Creepy podcast, and a very happy Pride Month to all of our listeners. To celebrate the courageous LGBTQIA community, this episode will discuss two gay bars that are rumored to be haunted. The drama doesn't just stay on the stage, as you may run into the ghost of a drag queen or even a famous playwright at one of these bars. Now let's get creepy! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to That's Scraping Podcast. Jackie and I hope you're having an amazing June so far. Yes, we hope you guys are enjoying pretty nice weather wherever you are. It's already scorching where me and Mel are. It's so freaking humid already, but that's all right. <laughs> We're living. Yeah, so it is blazing hot and... It is June, so of course we wanted to celebrate one of the best parts of kicking off summer and June, which is Pride Month, baby. Pride Month, even though it always seems to be controversial somehow. Every year, I feel like I see controversial stuff in the news about Pride Month, even though it's supposed to be a month about celebration, but whatever. And admiration, Jackie and I, I just wanted to do more of a fun episode today, and I wondered, as I was thinking about things, if there were any haunted LGBTQIA bars or drag bars or anything of the like, and there were, actually. Really? Yes. So I will say now that there weren't a ton of confirmed stories, you know, like it wasn't there aren't EVPs or anything like that. They kind of just have one or two notorious little stories, but they're pretty fun. So there's talk. Yeah, there's been talk. Oh, but so I thought it would kind of just be um, a fun little paranormal episode for Pride Month. So this is that. And of course, Jackie and I just wanted to say we are very in admiration of the LGBTQ community and everything. We love that community. And we just want to say we appreciate you for everything that you do. Yes, obviously it goes without saying, but we do have to give our recognition when recognition is due. Yes, so let's just get into it. And one of this is probably, I would say, the most famous haunted drag bar, and that is Cafe Lafitte in Exile, which is in New Orleans. Oh, I swear it's like everything in New Orleans is haunted. I know. When I saw this, I was like, oh, of course. I'm not even surprised. Yeah, New Orleans, such a spooky area. And. Cafe Lafitte is the longest continuously operated gay bar in the United States. Oh, really? Yes. I think it it is tied with another bar, but still, nonetheless, they opened in the same year. So, yes. 
And it has been open since 1933, which was a very exciting year because that was when Prohibition ended. So Cafe Lafitte has been full of good times. And this is, it's called Cafe, but this is a bar in general. This isn't a cafe. Just making that clear. It's open 24-7. Their website says we're always open. What? That's crazy. Of course, we will say they took COVID measures, so a pause there. But yes, 24-7. Wow. They better, their performers better get good money. (laughs) Well, of course, they're not performing 24-7, but the bar is open 24-7. Okay, okay. Yeah, like they, they're not, you know, they don't have drag performers all the time. They have a lot of performances and fun times and yeah. stuff like that. But the bar itself is open 24-7. That's like, pretty cool. I know. They have an upstairs and a downstairs bar. And they have many fun events and performances from what I have seen online. And I wanted to add in that... They added the in-exile name in the 1940s when the bar changed ownership to a conservative owner who was not open to the gay community that had been visiting the bar. Mainly the, like, main people who were in the bar and the owners. So the Cafe Lafitte was forced to move locations a few doors down on Bourbon Street, and that was when they added the in exile to the name so everyone knew why the bar had to move locations Ooh, spicy and throughout time people from what i was reading online have said that in exile edition has also stood as a nod to gay history surrounding the bar in the city and like the feeling of secrecy and exile that a lot of Gay individuals have experienced on their journey, not just gay individuals, you know, um, anyone who identifies anything other than straight. So, yeah, I'm sure any minority can just relate to that. Yeah, I loved that they added that to the name. And I think that's really not only is does it sound cool, but it is just really fitting. And I also love love that. Yes. So some fun history for you. Love it. Many travelers and visitors have gone to the bar over the years, of course. Most notably was Tennessee Williams and Truman Capote. So Tennessee Williams is one of the most famous playwrights and writers in history. He's known for writing A Streetcar Named Desire. Oh, damn. Cat on a Hot Tin Roof and many others. And Truman Capote is also a famous writer and a screenwriter. Truman wrote the infamous crime thriller In Cold Blood and also wrote Breakfast at Tiffany's. That's crazy. So what's even crazier is that the workers who work at Cafe Lafitte and many visitors have said throughout the years that both of their ghosts may still be lurking around. What? I know. They have said that some people have said that they have spotted Tennessee Williams sitting at the bar on his favorite stool where he would have a drink. That's pretty cool. And it's also said that Truman Capote can be seen walking up and down the steps 
sometimes even stopping visitors for a conversation. Oh, I'd like to talk to one of those visitors. I know. Isn't that so fun? That is, those sound like friendly ghosts to me. So I would say, yeah, that sounds cool. And they also say that there's a spirit that they, like, the general public who goes there have nicknamed Mr. Bubbly. And the spirit is known to pinch the butt of guests at the bar. You know what? That much doesn't sound as cool, but it's still kind of playful. But nowadays, not in good taste. Yeah, a friendly ghost. A cheeky ghost, if you will. (laughs) A ghost who's committing assault. (laughs) Yeah, but also kind of strange. But I'll let it slide, I guess. (laughs) So those are some of the rumored ghosts in Cafe Lafitte in Exile that you may run into. I like that. Someone should do an EVP or something there. Yeah, I also heard that, you know, the main, um, one of the main, like, owners, I believe Jean Lafitte, also his ghost could be lurking <laughs> lurking there. But then I also heard online that basically they said everywhere in New Orleans, they say that his ghost is lurking there. Because <laughs> he's just a famous figure in New Orleans, so he's everywhere. Yeah, basically. So I didn't I didn't want to include him because we don't know about him. <laughs> Makes sense. So the other drag bar that we are going to talk about, and these are not just, you know, drag bars. These are actual gay bars and gay like gay clubs. I shouldn't say just drag bars. So this is a gay bar, gay club, LGBTQIA club. And this is Jock's Cabaret Cabaret. In Boston, Massachusetts. Boston is also known to be a pretty haunted city. Really? I didn't know that. I think because it has a lot of history, you know, areas that usually have a lot of crazy history are known to be haunted. So I'm pretty sure that I've heard a couple restaurants and hotels and things like that are haunted in Boston. That's a good point. Let us know, Boston listeners out there. Yeah. Are you haunted? (laughs) 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 but word on the internet is that jacques cabaret in the bay village area a famous spot for legendary drag performances could be haunted is said to be quite haunted oh what's going on so jacques cabaret was opened in 1938 and it quickly became popular as a lesbian bar Over the years, the cabaret started to have drag performances, which became popular. And now in, you know, 2020s, Jacques Cabaret is a fun spot for bachelor parties, birthday parties, a fun night out with friends to watch great performers, you know. It sounds like fun. I want to look up pictures. Go give the girls your money. <laughs> However, the cabaret is known to have a ghostly history, perhaps, that most believe is tied back to a very tragic event. In November of 1942, another club on the same street as Jacques, Jacques, is that what it is? Jacques? The same street as Jacques caught on fire. And this club was called the Coconut Grove, 
It was an island, beach, tropical-themed bar and restaurant and lounge. It was very large. It was draped with satin sheets to replicate a night sky with paper palm trees to give this island feel. Some rooms had imitation leather walls. And the club was known to be owned and operated by the mob, so clearly safety regulations were ignored here. I like the leather walls detail. Well, everything was all nice looking, but uh, clearly a lot of it was a fire hazard. Oh, no. And... Like I said, safety regulations were ignored, and on that terrible night of the fire, the club had over a 1,000 people in attendance when the capacity was 460. Wow. And the fire started because there was a young couple who was getting kind of hot and heavy in the back, and the man unscrewed the light bulb above above him so they can have more privacy and then one of the club employees went over to fix the screw and put the ball back in and it was too dark to see so he lit a match and used the light to see like screw the light bulb back in but unfortunately that match ended up causing the palm tree to catch on fire The palm tree branches and leaves caught up, and then as soon as the satin fabric on the ceiling caught, it went up entirely in flames. That's so scary. And this is so horrible. 492 people were killed in the fire. Holy crap. Even more than what the club had had capacity. Capacity should have only been 460. That's insane. I know. It's so sad. And so Jacques Cabaret was only a couple doors down from Coconut Grove. And it's been rumored throughout the gay community and throughout kind of the area that victims were stored at Jacques Cabaret because it was overcrowded at the morgue. And, you know, bodies were being laid out on the street at the time. So many people believe that bodies were stored there temporarily and it caused some paranormal activity to linger. Ew. Gross. And it has also been rumored that a popular drag queen in the Boston area could be haunting Jacques as well. Sylvia Sidney was one of the first drag performers in the Boston area. She was nicknamed the Bitch of Boston for her crude, unrelenting humor on stage. It's rumored that she actually had told some friends that the Coconut Grove victims had been stored at Jogs. You know, though it's still unclear whether she was just in on the joke or if she actually had known that for a fact. Um, She passed away in the 90s, RIP, Queen. But the reason some people believe Sylvia Sidney could be haunting Jacques Cabaret is that a popular Boston comedian named Jim LaLetta was at the 
bar for a comedy performance when he was going down to the basement. Spooky ooky. When he was going down the steps, Jim claimed that he felt a strange energy with an attitude and thought he saw someone standing out of the corner of his eye in the basement. I love that. A strange energy with an attitude. I mean, <laughs> when I walk in the room. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, he just said that he felt the presence had, like, had an attitude to it. <laughs> So he had told workers of the bar after the encounter and the manager at the time suggested that perhaps Sylvia Sidney was the presence in the basement coming back to haunt her favorite drag club. I kind of love that. It has also been said that regulars of the cabaret believe it's haunted as well and has this strange energy. Though I couldn't find anything concrete. This was just another one when it was like, and everyone says it's haunted. Yeah, rumors fly. But I thought that these stories were so fun, like celebrities haunting these gay bars and places where people perform. It's, It's so much fun. That is fun. So those were my stories, and I know that they were short, but I just wanted to do something that was a little more fun, and just, I honestly enjoyed that history a lot. I was like, damn, now I miss watching those haunted history shows and stuff on- I know. uh, Travel Channel. That is a good point. I do, I'm such a history girl. I do really love hearing all about how these places came to be haunted, so I'm glad you told us- And if I was either in New Orleans or Boston, I would definitely go to one of these places and check it out. Yeah, for sure. If not for the ghosts, just for the atmosphere. Of course. They both looked um, amazing and the performances looked amazing from what I could see. So if you have been there, definitely let us know, people, and let us know your thoughts. Yes, definitely let us know if you guys have heard of any haunted lgbtqia bars in your area or if you've just heard of any in general any maybe that aren't in the u.s that we haven't heard of let us know i would love to find more ghost stories yeah and we hope everyone is having an amazing summer so far a great june a great pride month we hope you're all being safe if you're celebrating and out there at pride festivals and everything like that um stay hydrated people it's hot out there yeah everyone definitely be safe be aware of your surroundings and your exits and all that stuff you know what it is you know if you're listening if you got this far you're a crime person so you know what to do (laughs) thank you guys for listening to another episode of you that's creepy podcast bye bye want to creep on us follow us on social media at Ew, that's creepy podcast, or send us an email at ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.